Good morning, church family. Um, good morning to you, CBC family, and to you, our friends um, who are joining us for this live broadcast. Um, yeah, Facebook live streaming. It's uh, this is not something that you know is prepared for or for a time um, such as this, a time that we find ourselves. The, are unable to to meet together as as the church um, to gather together normally um, and and it is understandable because of this lockdown as the government is trying to find ways to to try to curb this the spread of of this virus and um, we we also thank God for technology that is available for us to still connect even in a time like this so um, that really is 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 a, is a blessing as well. Um, I just want to God's word this morning, and I want to take you to Jeremiah chapter nine, and we're going to look at verse twenty three and verse um, verse twenty four. But before we do that, we um, we we're going to look at the subject of knowing God in the day of affliction, knowing God in the day of affliction. So we we're looking at this 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 passage. Before we do that, let us. Um, go to the Lord in the word of prayer with the word of prayer. Our dear Heavenly Father, our Lord and God, we come to you this morning. What a joy it is, O oh God, to know that in a time of affliction, in a time of crisis, you are still God. You are still seated on the throne. And Lord, we pray that you may um, speak to us even this morning as we um, look at your word. We pray that um, you will bless your people. Father, give them hearts that truly trust in you, hearts that are looking to you, hearts that are finding strength in you. Um, we remember the words of uh, the king um, who said, uh, we are powerless before this great multitude, but our eyes are on you. May our eyes be on you, Father, even throughout this entire period that we find ourselves in. Uh, people bless your, your, your word, uh, the reading of your word, the teaching of your word, even this morning. In the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A.W. Tozer says, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. He continues to point out that worship of God is enriched by a high view, a high view of God or it is impoverished by a low view of God. And I, I, I want to push that even further to, to say, our view and knowledge of God is the best means of responding to difficulty. It helps us in a time of anxiety and fear. Brothers and sisters, the greatest treasure of every Christian man or woman is that they understand and know they are God. Paul says to the Philippians, as he prays for the Philippians, he says, I pray this, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and discernment. And to the Colossians, he says to them, you have put on a new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of one who created you. You see, knowing God is crucial to how we respond to difficulties in our lives to how we respond to anxious and fearful times. In the passage at hand, the passage that we are about to read, we see the prophet Jeremiah calling the people of God to know God as well. 
listen to, to, to what God says through Jeremiah. Verse 23 and 24. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. See, this is a time when God was about to destroy Judah and give it into the hands of the enemy because of their sins before God. So God described their condition in chapter 9, verse 3, when, when he says about, about these people that they bind their tongue like a bow. Lies and not truth prevail in the land. They, they proceed from evil to evil, and they do not know me, declares the Lord. In verse 6, he continues to say, Your dwelling is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, declares the Lord. You see, brothers and sisters, sin increases when people do not know the Lord. And, and because of this, God declares his judgment against Judah. I will, I will make a haunt of jackals, and I will make the cities of Judah a desolation without inhabitant. In other words, God was saying to them, I'm about to destroy this nation and uproot it from their land because of their sin. And he says this uh, through the mouth of the prophet Jeremiah. And, and when, they, they, they were, when they were told these things, they, they responded to Jeremiah with arrogance. To what Jeremiah is saying. And, and you can imagine them just, just scoffing and, and laughing at him and saying, we, we, have, we have the best policies. We have the best politics. We, we have the, the best military. We, we have riches here. Um, what do you think um, uh, is going to happen to us? And, and with these things on their side, they, they thought that they were unbeatable. They, they, they couldn't imagine a, a scenario where they would be defeated as Judah. So in this passage, I want us to see um, two things, uh, two kinds of hope. First of all, we're going to look in verse 23 and uh, 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 true hope in verse 24. Let, let us look at vain hope. Look at verse 23 again. Thus says the Lord, let not boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his boast in his riches. You see, vain hope um, is hope that is fixed on things that are not, that have no ability to save. Things that cannot truly satisfy. This was the case with, with, with Judah. The, the, the focus of their confidence was not God, but their wisdom, their might, and their riches. And God, through Jeremiah, calls them away from such thinking. He calls them not to boast in their wisdom, not to boast in their might, and not to boast in their riches. Um, look at that first phrase, ten, sentence, the, the first sentence there, let not the wise man. You see, wisdom without God is, is foolishness. They, they boast in their wisdom as if their wisdom can outsmart the enemy and, and turn back the judgment of God on, on, on their nation. As a man's wisdom may fail him when he needs it the most. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11, uh, Solomon writes, Again I saw under the sun, bread is not only for the wise. And Isaiah in chapter 5 verse 31 says, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. When people trust in their wisdom, they are blinded by their foolishness. Romans chapter 1 verse 22 tells us that professing to be wise, they became fools. When, when they thought that they were wise, when, when they thought that they were wiser than God, they became fools. By wisdom, by your own wisdom, your, your own humanistic wisdom, you cannot know God. We see that in, in first, first, uh, Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, where Paul says, The world through its wisdom did not know God. And, 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 and as, 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 as Jeremiah is, is telling them the words of the Lord to say they must not boast in, in their wisdom, they are thinking, but it is not only wisdom that we have. We, we also have might. Um, and and we, we, we hear uh, here in verse 23, he says, let not the might, mighty men boast in his might. They, they, they boasted in the fact that they were stronger than the nation that Jeremiah told them was going to destroy them. They, they looked down on, on Babylon, on the Chaldeans. They, they, they looked down on them and didn't think that they would be taken over by such a nation. Uh, remember Goliath um, as well, boasting in his might. Listen to what the Bible says as it describes him in First Samuel chapter 17, verses 4 to 10. This is what it says about Goliath. It says, Then a champion came out from the midst of the armies of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and was clothed with scale armor, which weighed 5,000 shekels of bronze. He also had bronze greaves on his legs and a bronze javelin slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear um, was like a weaver's beam and the head of his spear weighed 100. He, 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 his shield carried also, uh, carried also uh, his shield carrier also walked before him. He, he stood and sh- shouted to, to, to the ranks of Israel and said to them, Why do you come up to draw up in, in battle array? Am I not the Philistine? And you, servants of Saul, choose a man for yourself and let him come to me. He, if he is able to, to fight with me and kill me, then he, we, we will become your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you will become our servants, and serve us. Again, the Philistines said, I defy, you. I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. In other words, as, as the Bible describes um, Goliath here, um, he was saying that I trust my strength is going to deliver me. I, I am stronger, therefore I'm going to win against you. But, but we know the story, right? God embarrassed him by using a small boy to kill him. In the same way here, upon hearing Jeremiah's prophecy about being overtaken by the Chaldeans, they they reminded him of their military strength. Maybe they also reminded him of You can imagine them saying to Jeremiah, Come on, Jeremiah, we are too strong to be destroyed 
by a weak nation like that. But God raises the Chaldeans from, from Babylon and makes them an army that becomes his rod of discipline against Judah. And what do we see here? Their military strength, their, 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 their history of being valiant warriors does not help them in any way. So Jeremiah is prophesying here, do not boast in wisdom, do not boast in strength, do not boast in riches. He, he's reminding them of the insufficiency of these things. He's reminding them that these things cannot be relied upon. And, and we need to realize this, brothers and sisters, that wisdom, that, that the wisdom that we, 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 we boast to possess, the, the college degrees that we, we have, the, the people in high places that we know, and the riches that we, we possess cannot be these things are just temporary. These things are just by, and 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 they they have no uh, ability to to save us. They have no ability to 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 preserve us. And so we we need to to realize that to put our hope in these things is only vain, and they are bound to disappoint us. What are we seeing in our country with this the the the, the outbreak of this pandemic? We we're seeing businesses caving in. We're seeing uh, people losing their salaries. Um, we see we 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 we're seeing investments. Uh, these things that we put our hope in, it's a clear indication that they are not able to save us. They they are not able to uphold us. And and so to 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 put our faith in them, to rely in the, on them, is just only vain. It, it, they are bound to disappoint us. They are not sufficient. Only God is sufficient in himself. If we are to seek wisdom, we are to seek the wisdom of God. If we are to seek might, we are to, to seek the strength that God gives us when we are weak. If we are to seek riches, we are to, to be rich in, 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 in the things of God. The, these are things that have staying power. These are things that have the ability to uphold us. And after showing that to boast about wisdom, about might and riches, is vain hope, Jeremiah goes on to show, to show us in verse 24, true hope, true hope. Look at verse 24. He says, but let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. You see, the, the, the boasting that God prescribes is when we boast in him, in understanding and knowing him. Uh, God says about the one who, who knows him in Psalm 91 verse 14, he says, because he, he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him, I will protect him, because he knows my name. You see, to know God is not only knowing some facts about God, uh, but it is an intimate knowledge of God. Uh, and, and, and here, uh, it uses the word, the Hebrew word, yada, uh, meaning to, to know intimately, to, to know truly. Uh, and that is why God uses the words understand and know in the same line. Because it is easy to know the facts about God and not understand what they mean personally. You see, it is not 
only knowing true things about his nature or his attributes or how he relates to men, but receiving and retaining the impression of them. In the day of distress, this should be our only hope. Our only confidence in trouble is that, that, that through his grace, he has rescued us and made himself known to us. We have come to know him because Oh, that he is all sufficient. We, we have an intimate relationship with the God who exercises loving kindness. He is a God who shows pity to the afflicted. I love what uh, Psalms chapter, uh, Psalm chapter uh, 146 verse 7 to 9 says. It, it says about God, he is the one who executes justice for the oppressed, to gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoner free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord protects the strangers. He supports the fatherless and the widow, but he thwarts the way of the wicked. David prayed as well in Psalm 17, verse 7. He says, Wondrously show your loving kindness, O Savior, of those who take refuge at your right hand from those who rise up against them. What we see in the Word of God is that God is infinitely above us. He is so glorious. He is so holy. But He sets His heart upon us. He, he gives His Son for us. He sends his spirit to indwell us and he bears with all our imperfections and waywardness as never to remove his loving kindness from us. In this way, he shows his loving kindness. He sets his eye upon the weak with compassion and love. Not only that, but what we see here in this passage is that he also exercises justice and righteousness. When those words are joined together, they imply perfect government, meaning God defends his faithful people. He helps the miserable and delivers them when unjustly oppressed. And, and also, when, when, also that he, he restrains the wicked. Justice is the, is the faithful protection of God by which he defends and preserves his own people. And righteousness is the strictness with which he exercises his judgment. Uh, the, the sentences he pronounces, the, the rewards he gives, the, and the penalties he inflicts are all righteous. And, and, and just maybe to even um, digress a bit. As I said that knowing God helps us to respond well to affliction or to respond well in a moment of crisis. When we know God and we know God describes himself, as he says, that we, 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 we should boast in the fact that we understand and know God who practiced steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. When we know him this way, it becomes a lullaby for our weary souls. It becomes a lullaby for our anxious hearts. 
uh, we, we, we start to, 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 to respond well to, to crisis. We, we, we know that, that God is in control, that he is sovereign. In, in knowing him this way, we, 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 we take delight in the fact that God is sovereign. Even in, the, in, in, in moments where we are tempted to fear, yes, fear is real. Um, yes, anxiety is real. But we respond well to, to, to crisis and, and trial and difficulty. Know the Lord. It, it pleases God for us to know him intimately, to, to know him this way. Look at that passage again speaks of himself. He, he speaks of himself as the Lord. He, he is Yahweh. Uh, he, he calls himself Yahweh. The, the, the promises, the, the promises that he makes are the promises that he keeps. And it is important to know God as a promise-keeping God. Because Judah is about to be taken here. Uh, he's about to be taken captive for, for 70 years. And God promises to be with them in those times of captivity. Remember Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11? It is a passage that many people know and, and many people love. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 referring to uh, Judah. God says to them, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for calamity. To give you a future and a hope. They had to keep this in mind as they went into captivity, knowing that God is with them. A few, a few years before Jeremiah uh, prophesied, Isaiah, the, the prophet, also prophesied about the same event. And he also mentions the, the promises of God while they are in captivity. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2, he, he says to the children of, of Israel, when you pass through the waters, through, this is God speaking through, through Isaiah. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. When Jeremiah was telling them these things, there were four young men who are probably listening in as the, the, the prophet is, is prophesying. These young men, um, we find out later that they are Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They needed to hear this because they are going to honor God even in affliction. And they might also have known about the prophecy of Isaiah as well in, in, in chapter 43, verse 2. And we see here how they stand for truth. And even if it meant death when they are in Babylon. And that's because they knew their God, that they knew who God was. You see, brothers and sisters, when you know God, you will not conform to anything um, because you, you know whom you have believed. You will not compromise your faith. You will not go with the crowds. When you know God, you, you, you are not running around like a headless chicken because God is not running around like a headless chicken. You know that God is sovereign. He's the sovereign one of the universe who upholds everything by the power of his word. And we can be confident 
in, in, in the fact that God is in control. Even when we are threatened with fire, um, we, 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 we choose to honor God. We, we, we want to honor God because we believe in the promises of God. This is the same thing with, with these young men. They, they, they believe the promises of God. They, they knew that he is a God who does not lie and he is faithful in all that he says. Later on, when you look at Daniel chapter 9, um, in, the first, in the first year of, of, of King Darius's reign, um, Daniel goes into the, the books, uh, um, the Old Testament books, uh, and he, he reads again and, and, and the prophet. In verse two, and as he reads, he 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 reads the fact that God was going to keep keep them in captivity for seventy years, and and according to to the word of the Lord, uh, he he knows that God is faithful, and and after seventy years, God is going to deliver them. So he believed the promises of God. He he knew that God was faithful in his prophet in his promises, and and that God will keep his word. And so he believed God even in tough times, in, in hard times. You see, the knowledge of God is also important in, in this sinful world. But what we really need to, to come to, to see and come to, to, to acknowledge is that the only way we can truly know God is through his son, Jesus Christ. John chapter 1, verse 18 tells us no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he is When Philip says to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father. Uh, Jesus says to Philip uh, in John chapter 14, uh, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 6, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light to shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. He is the perfect image of God, the Lord of glory by whom we can truly know God. He says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. So Jesus is the only one our only hope in tough, tough and trying times. He, he is the one who leads us to the Father. He's the one who, who shows us the Father. And it is truly very important as we look at this passage that we need to come to, to know God. We need to, 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 to fill our minds with, with, with all these attributes of God, of who God is. We shouldn't be relying on tangible things of this world. We shouldn't be relying on our wealth. We shouldn't be relying on our education. We shouldn't be relying on our that you know having education is wrong, or or, or being strong is wrong, or, or or having money is wrong. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying if these things are where we place our hope in, then we will find them at the end of the day to be just vain things. Vain. So, I conclude. It, it, 
whose God is Jehovah, is blessed. For he shall have light in the midst of darkness. He shall have peace in the midst of pain. Joy, life in abundance. And may we truly come to know God, especially during this time. We, we have so much time um, on our hands um, during this 21 one day of, of lockdown. On our hands, let us spend this time let us in the word. Um, um, let us also spend time using these um, logical provisions that we have to connect with one another, to network with one another, encourage um, each other throughout this time. Um, may we truly come to know God. May we see this as an opportunity. Amen. Have a blessed day.